Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, how did the Jayhawks make it look so good last time around against the Cowboys? We'll investigate. Also getting back to Immaculate Vibes from United Supermarkets Arena to kick off the week here in Lubbock. But first, it's Lance Leipold learning them up in Lawrence. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen with the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan, and today's episode of Locked on Texas Tech brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has got something for everyone, especially college football fans. Massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, so you can always catch the games you want on Sling. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of games they'll have all season long, including this weekend. It's Sling, the TV you'll love for a price you'll love, so try it today. Chris, as we're getting set for the Red Raiders to return to West Texas, it's the Kansas Jayhawks coming up next Saturday night from Jones Stadium, fitting the description, we hope, of the next potential victim, assuming there might be one out there once again. And I got to say, I've heard from some Red Raider fans that uh, as you look at a program there in Lawrence, uh, led by a head coach in his second season now at the helm of that program, there's some, I think, trying to find some similarities. What is Lance Leipold doing right when he is rebuilding Kansas football? They're a bowl-eligible program, so you know some things are going well. But what's really sticking out to you as far as the Leipold brand of Kansas football? Well, you know, Casey, I, I think, too, it's it's crazy when you think back to when he took over because I think he took over when he got that job. It was like May Okay, when he first got the job of, of that of that year that he took over, and so you you he misses the entire spring, and I think their scholarship numbers were short and and all those things, but the the the, the thing that he did or got lucky on or uh, manufactured or what, what however you want to phrase it, probably a combination of everything is Jalen Daniels was really kind of a player last season that kind of emerged and they went into Austin and beat Texas, but he kind of just got better and better. And then I think he hit the ground running this year. And then they have a, an experienced backup and Jason Bean this season that and the, these kids are extremely fast. And I think he's built systems around them uh, to where it's, they have an identity. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing for any program is they have an identity on offense uh, and, and they've had some continuity now at the quarterback position with kind of the same mold of a player. But it, it's very much in, in the realm of this is kind of in some ways, this is like some some Kansas State stuff that we've talked about in that it's very simple, yet it's very complicated. They just out execute you because what they do, they just they just kind of make you think they're doing all these crazy things. And yet they're really just running the same basic plays out of a variety of different looks. And, but but it's essentially the quarterback runs it or the running back runs it a lot of the time. And yet you just don't know exactly who's going to be blocking where or what, what personnel group and all those things. But they've played to that, and they just don't really screw a whole lot up. Defensively, they're not very good. I think that they're clearly 
they focused on the identity on offense. And that's, I mean, because there was times, Casey, at the beginning of the season where they were averaging in the 40, 40 point uh, per game range. And they just kind of were outscoring teams and doing it by, uh, throw, you know, running it a lot. So um, I think that he's really tried to model some things after what he did at, at Wisconsin Whitewater. But, you know, you can almost, and I, and I give you a Mike Leach comparison too. It's in that Mike would you thought it was this all this giant playbook and all that. It's really not. It's that small little sheet of paper, and yet they're just moving their pieces around all different places, where they just running the same stuff out of a variety of different looks. But he's a really good football coach, and yeah. in some ways, I hope it's not this Saturday, but I hope he wins more games after this Saturday because you'd love to get him out of there, and that's the best compliment <laughs> that I can. That's the best compliment I could give him. He's a, he's just a really good football coach, and he does it the right way. And he and Joey, they've kind of built up a bit of a friendship too because I think Joey sent several of his his high school players to play for him years ago, and and, and they just kind of – they've built a, a bit of a relationship and a friendship there. Man, from 2-10 and 10 to 6-3, and three and, and yeah, they're saying, hey, you want the 8-by-10 uh, play sheet? No, I'll take the wallet size play sheet. I, I don't need anything more. And one number that – Pops out to me uh, as you talk about that defense, giving some things up, but taking some things away, man. 19 times envious uh, as a Texas Tech fan. I certainly find myself there when you're talking about a defense in your own right that statistically has been a little bit more consistent, but you haven't been a heavy hitter in that big play column taking the football away. So, and I, I know that- and you, well, you tell me, would you rather have consistent defense or in some ways, would you rather have the one that was really heavy on the takeaways? Always turnovers, always turnovers. Yeah. And that's, that's the, and they come in bunches and that's how they just kind of wiped out Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state. I think, what was it four? They took the ball away four times and I don't think they had a turnover yet. I mean, it's, it's no secret that that formula is undefeated for the most part. Yeah, they had turned it over twice in three straight games that coincided with three consecutive L's. And then they took it away four times, turned it over not once against the Cowboys. Surprised they broke that losing streak. We'll circle back on this episode to that eye-popping result, man. 37-16 to 16 as they got that win over the Pokes before we're done today here on Locked on Texas Tech. Coming up dead ahead, we'll get back to the hardwood. It's Texas Southern coming to town this week. Once again from United Supermarkets Arena, a hopping. A poppin' United Supermarkets Arena opening night, Monday night. And I want to touch on that vibe with Chris uh, that certainly is not to be taken for granted. I wonder if I am a little bit. Kind of scary to think about where you've come from and where you are as far as the energy around this program. But we'll get the hoops coming up dead ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Simply Safe. And the numbers are not lying. In the last 10 years, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home, their family. And you're not earning the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I've got your back with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who have always, always got your safety as the number one. Priority. Simply Safe will blanket your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, windows, and doors, HD security cameras for inside and outside, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is actually real. How many times do you throw the phone across the room because it's the dog in the backyard that's getting your attention? No, it would be nice if there was some 
uh, intuitive uh, nature to this as well. And Simply Safe is taking you there. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college and save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an inter interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. So visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college, simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more because there's no safe like Simply Safe. And also, today's episode brought to you by the Red Raiders at Flatlands Grain, ready to make your life easier this harvest season. The Growers Grain Storage Stop there in Hell Center, Texas, 30 quick and convenient minutes north of the LBK, or visit them online at flatlandsgrain.com. There's no job too big or too small, whether it's one truckload or thousands of bushels. Flatlands Grain is ready to make life easier for the farming and ranching families across the high plains of Texas. Again, visit them online at flatlandsgrain.com. Ask them about market experience, crop analysis, or just keeping your animals fed whenever the fur is flying during harvest season. Again, visit them in Health Center, just 30 quick and convenient minutes north of Lubbock. Or give them a caller at 806-839-2522 or find them online at flatlandsgrain.com. It's Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Bonus episodes coming at you every week as the schedule really ramps up with football and basketball worlds <laughs> colliding. So you don't want to miss anything. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Uh, Chris, we talked yesterday on, on um, our first episode of the week about, well, essentially what was going down, pardon me, second episode of the week, what was going down on the floor uh, at the USA opening night, Monday night, as the Red Raiders down Northwestern State. But you mentioned to me again, not lost on you, and you, you've always got a great seat on one side of the court or the other to really feel that energy. But man, for opening night against Northwestern State, uh, the energy was at a fevered pitch. You told me they were expecting a good crowd. I, I'm not sure I really believed you, though, to the extent uh, that we saw it there actually in reality. I, I you know, I, I, I knew that they were expecting about 14,000. I think there was every bit of that uh, there. And, and I was, you know, I was the student section was completely full and. Uh, I uh, I walked into that building and you just can't help but it's it's just this like vibe and juice that you get when you're in a building like that and the music is loud and all those kids are in there yelling and it's just become the thing to do. It's crazy to me because you and I have been around here long enough to know what, when it looked when it was the opposite. I, I I'll oh, yeah. never forget when Tubby Smith got here and he kind of got it rolling. And you get about six or seven thousand people here, and he's he's looking around. He's like, "Okay, this is pretty good." And I'm thinking, you have twice that here <laughs> right. now, and then those were conference games, and you have twice that many people here now, and it's it's for a, a Northwestern State game in November, and so because <laughs> at eight o'clock, 
at eight o'clock on a Monday weeknight. Night. Yeah, yeah, on a Monday night. And so I, I just think that they've recruited to that. They've tried to sell these kids on on being in front of those kinds of crowds. And you, you know, you, you and I have talked before in that you, you almost kind of like don't realize, or it's almost become normal. And I'm just telling you, it is not. Right. It, you just look anywhere in the country, especially in your conference or in your state, and it's just not. That is not normal. It sticks out like a sore thumb in a good way, but it, it's if crowds are there like that, you know, on a regular basis, it is really hard to win there. There is a reason that Kansas almost never loses at home, because that crowd impacts the players on both teams and officiating and everything. Yeah. We can act like it doesn't, but that's the reality of it. But it, it was awesome, man. I mean, the, the the opening night crowd was it was legit and. I just it, it makes me smile because I, I you know again we've seen it when it was the opposite and you were one of the worst power five programs there was and well and that was after also a great era with Bob Knight where it was hopping. Yep. I mean yep. we've we've ridden this roller coaster right and you bottomed now. out and after that <laughs> no doubt. I mean yeah with, with Pat and then Billy slash Chris Walker and then Tubby <laughs> and it you know and, and Tubby got it back and then Chris Beard took the baton and then took it even further and now Mark Adams is 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 in charge of it now but uh I just, you know, because it absolutely impacts the way the game is played. And I was curious in, in that opener, and I think it affected some of these kids in a negative way. In some ways, that you you can't replicate this. The, the, no. These are the these are the most people that some of these kids have ever played in front of, and you can't practice for that. You can't replicate kind of the the nervous energy that you feel, or trying to do too much, or you know, it makes you get tired really quickly. I mean, all those things, but yeah, you don't um, want to wear yourself out in the layup line, and that can happen. Ex- I think you nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> the right. Emotion, um, the everything. Yes, <laughs> yes. And you know, you, you you played high school basketball, and uh, and and I I did too. And and like you you know what that's like when you're playing at like the big, you know, rivalry or whatever, and you kind of you're all juiced up, and you're oh, yeah. you know you get tired real quick, and you're not sure why, but it's almost like mental, but. I was, it was funny kind of watching some of those kids go through that because I thought Elijah Fisher, he got really tired quickly just because it, it, it's just, it's a lot. And he's a young kid and, and all those things. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to more. Th- that That's also why it's a big deal when you, when you look at the league schedule that gets sent to you. And when you, when you, you're curious what home games you're going to have in, in that stretch where you don't have students on campus. Yeah. And and I think this year, you know, you get Kansas right after the first of the year and you get Baylor in kind of mid-January. All those kids may be back in school or close to it by then. That's two of the best home games you're going to have. And if you don't have students there, it, it, it you know, coaches look at it and go, I mean, it, you, you start looking at it and go, okay, we didn't catch a break there. But that's just because you want as many of your home games, uh, you know, whenever your students are actually uh, on campus because they just make so much of a difference. Because, I mean, they're just – you know, the swag surfing, the, the whatever we're doing. I mean, but that whole bottom and at the top, and they just make that environment. It, it, it was awesome. But that very impressive by the, the tech fan base to turn out. And it's become the place to be. Well, allow me to make this call. That's a good heads up to the natives. We're going to need you here. Uh, yeah. as you've got some big ones. You know what? And I've got a sneaking suspicion. Uh, we'll have a decent environment for both of those. But I do hate the way that that traditionally breaks down. I remember it being being at some of those games when students weren't on campus yet in the Big Twelve. You stink as a program, and I was 
<laughs> mentioning to you off the air, I was on the opposite end of like the press row and I could hear your radio call just in the building. <laughs> I mean, I could just, man, Chris right. is really having a great call tonight. You know, sounds great. Uh, must yeah. sound great over the air, actually. But uh, we've come a long way. I hate it when it lines up that way, but you get some of those breaks going against you this time around. But uh, maybe we'll get some West Texas weirdos in the building and and give them something to uh, shiver their timbers about whenever they come to town. Can't wait to be back in that building coming up later this week as Tech will roll on uh, getting this non-conference schedule started with Texas Southern. And, you know, a couple of things before we move on from, from basketball talk is that, okay, so Johnny Jones is the head coach at, at Texas Southern. He yeah. was the former uh, LSU head coach, coached at North Texas. Now he's at Texas Southern. And so we remember the the kind of the, the interesting subplots with uh, the, the opener versus Northwestern State. We had Hansel Emanuel did not end up playing, but you had seven foot three. Uh, the, the the kid from uh, Missouri transfer and all that that was just an enormous individual. Well, Texas Southern comes in in uh, to to Lubbock this week. They bring Shaquille O'Neal's son, Shakir O'Neal. Mm. Uh, he scores one point in the opener, but it's still I don't know if Shaq will be in the house or not. But his uh, his son is is playing for Texas Southern, so uh, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. They got out rebounded forty eight to twenty four in their uh, opener versus. Uh, San Francisco, and they lost that by 13 points. But yeah, just looking up some stuff uh, right there, just to kind of cue everybody up, so they're they're ready for Texas Southern. Well, we know that uh, DJ Diesel would have his guns up anyway if he was going to be back in the OBK. So no worries. Yes. There. we got we got well plenty played. more uh, on the basketball front to get you ready for that one coming up later this week. So subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you don't miss a Texas Southern primer uh, before we get to game number two. Uh, coming up directly ahead, we're back to Red Raider football, but we're talking the opponent again. Kansas with one of the more eye-popping results, I thought, uh, over the weekend. As I expected after a really tough weekend prior to that, Mike Gundy to have his team's attention. Uh, a proud program there in Stillwater, Oklahoma, but that was not to be the case. And I want to give a lot of uh, credit to Kansas, uh, but we'll get to the way that that went down before we are out of here. Coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech, but... First, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. And if you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. Got them in the crib, and it's been one of the great hurdles, uh, early hurdles, Chris, in my new marriage because I've noticed the numbers dwindling when I head back to the pantry for another Built Bar. So will it be something that brings us together, our love of built Bars, or possibly tears us apart? I'm in prayer about it right now, and I'll keep you updated. But you got a new favorite you're going to want to get to know. It's the cookie dough chunk puff with a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And, of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So run to built.com right now to snag a box for you and the family. You can keep it in the pantry, I guess. Share with the ones you loved. Or maybe if you're learning a lesson like I am, you need your own secret stash like out in the gun safe for crying out loud. I got to bring like six inches of steel between uh, my woman and those built bars. <laughs> They're healthy and tasty. And all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. That's for the listeners, Chris. I know you already knew that. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff whether you need a snack for your workout late night treat or just a quick bite so go to built.com right now and use the promo code locked on 15 that's locked on 15 and get 15 percent off your order use the promo code locked on 15 at built.com 
And also today's episode brought to you by Armin Williams, Red Raider through and through. And he's with Schooly Mitchell, North America's number one cost reduction company. If you're a business owner or a company's financial decision maker, Armin Williams is your go-to guy. He's already saving businesses thousands of dollars and he's out to help Red Raiders just like you save money, especially now when the cost of everything is on the rise. As an example, are you a business with a dumpster on your property? If so, maybe you're interested in something like this. Armin can make sure you're paying the lowest price available on that waste management. Armin renegotiated a client's current dumpster contract recently, came up with 30% savings on their monthly bill. So if your company's paying for any type of waste to be removed, Armin can give you the knowledge and security of knowing that your rates are market value. And there's no upfront costs. All starts with a free analysis at savewitharmon.com. So there is no risk. If you can't find savings, you're not owing Schooly Mitchell anything. Chances are they are going to find savings, however, because on average, they've reduced expenses for businesses just like yours by 28%. So consider what your business could do with some extra wiggle room as you get ready for 2023. So to learn how Schooly Mitchell can reduce your costs with absolutely zero risk, go to SaveWithArmon.com. That's SaveWithArmon, A-R-M-E-N, SaveWithArmon.com. That's Armin Williams with Schooly Mitchell, your cost reduction expert. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe if you have not so far. Thanks to those who have saddled up for the ride with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. We're back to Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders as they are after bowl eligibility. Chris, this one kind of feels like I said it already once this week. I rarely to never, ever place this on some regular season matchup just because it feels like you're desperate but must win territory possibly this week for tech as you have kansas coming to town i know you've been visiting with some red raiders uh, around the facility this week are you catching that kind of vibe or how are they framing what obviously to anyone is a big game this weekend yeah, Casey, I, I, you know, it's it, one of the things I have to go do every week is you go over and talk to a bunch of players and we, 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 you know, get, get a lot of that stuff for the, for the radio broadcast. And so I, it, it, it never ceases to amaze me that in my mind, I've, I'm feeling a certain way. I mean, this is both of our alma mater and everything. It's like, you, you kind of get, you kind of get, you know, either frustrated or excited or whatever. And every time you go over there and you get around these kids that are in the machine and, and you know, that are around it and it, it matters much more to them than, than us. Let's make no mistake about that, that it, it always come away feeling just good about life in general, if that makes sense, because there's such a breath of fresh air. It's always, I'm not trying to sound corny or Pollyanna-ish. Or no, anything, I knew but, where you were going with this already. We're insane yeah. as fans and well, they are more day-to-day within the machine. <laughs> well, and, and you, you, you know, if you're them, you simply can't dwell on, 100%. you know, what happened, whether it was officiating or a plane ride or not playing well <laughs> in the fourth quarter, whatever you're on to the next, you have no choice. And so, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be around uh, Tyler Shuck and Donovan Smith. And why, you know, I, I know that they, those two haven't played like a lot of people want them to play in some ways or the, and they haven't been as healthy as they wanted to be and all those things, but there's just not, 
better people over there than like kids like that. And that that's fun for me to be around and, and, and get in front of, but uh, they both, I mean, Donovan Smith, he doesn't care who's playing quarterback. He just knows that if he's in there, uh, he, he wants to deliver for his teammates. Uh, he loves this team. Uh, Tyler Shuck almost is apologetic for missing so much time. And that, that like, you know, when we have opinions and it's like, man, I don't have confidence in this guy or this guy needs to be better. And it's like you get in front of them and you, you, you view it from their world and their viewpoint. It's just different. It just hits different. Um, it just does, man. And, um, but, but those are two very, uh, 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 professional, uh, I, I think polished individuals and they get it. Uh, they, they simply want to win and, you know, they, they, they are collectively, you know, I, I think I, I talked to muddy, I talked to a rabbit, I talked to Weston, Wright, I talked to those two QBs and it's all, it's all not looking at the, the, the remaining opportunities. It's really all just trying to stay with this one. And they know they have a good Kansas team coming in here. They know they're sick of losing, uh, they want to, you know, in, early in the showcase, you talked about Coach Leipold and, and what would you say, two and 10 first year, right? Like that's and, right I, yeah. and I think Joey, he kind of watched Baylor build up with Matt Rule and then it came all the way back down. And then, and I think in Aranda's first year that they were, they had a similar type season. But in year two, it's like you start to look, I mean, there's some mirror images there with like Baylor rebuilding it uh, after Matt Rule left and they win the conference championship. And then hear what Kansas did in year two. And so not not to want to skip ahead to next year, but it just goes to show you it just takes a little bit. There's some there's some things that you're trying to get in place and all that and some identity and some recruiting and some culture and all that stuff. And, and there's a payoff here. I think those kids see that. The reason I bring that up is is because you have guys like Weston Wright. You have guys like Rabbit and some others that have decisions to make that are that are in the near future. And boy, there's a lot of these guys talking about wanting to come back because of how they're being coached and dealt with on a daily basis. And that that should make a lot of people people feel good because you just can't have enough older, experienced, you know, guys that that you want to have come back. And I would think those two would check the box. Yeah, I was excited to hear some of some of exactly that. I heard uh, Rabbit talking about how much he loves Lubbock and how much mm-hmm. he's enjoyed the coaching staff and and things like that. So that'll be good news down the road if we actually see that come to fruition. Uh, before we get out of here, Chris, I'm wondering if you're hearing about what they think they're seeing on film from these guys because last weekend's result was one of the more atten- result was one of the more attention grabbing uh, to me. Thirty seven to thirty sixteen over Oklahoma State. Pardon me. 554 on the day for the offense. We already mentioned the four takeaways for the D, but 554 for the offense. Eight yards of play and 351 they went on the ground. And I know that they've been very, very productive offensively. They even had uh, two damn near 300-yard rushing days earlier in the season, 297, 280, but good grief, that was two months ago. I mean, what, what do you think they found there to really just slice and dice the Cowboys? I think this is in, in some ways, this is an Oklahoma State problem as much as anything, uh, because I don't think I think the wheels have kind of come off in Stillwater a little bit. I think you know they had a backup quarterback. I think they've had some defensive players, you know, that are hurt, and one that's you know basically said, you know what, boys, I appreciate it. I'm going to go get ready for the league, man. I'm out <laughs> um, because I, I know from I know from talking to 
you know, tech staff in, in various weeks in, in different settings that what Oklahoma State is, got up front now is not anywhere near what they had up front on defense whenever you saw them. And that's just kind of the the luck of the draw or the bad luck of the draw or whatever. <laughs> but but you have to credit, you know, Kansas. I mean, they're, they're going to try to run it right at you. They're going to do it in a variety of different ways. That looks real complicated, yet it's very simple. And it's it's really Devin Neal and Jason Bean or Jalen Daniels and Devin Neal. That's kind of that's kind of uh, what why I keep going back to like the Kansas State comparison. They try to block you really well, and and they try to just out execute you, and they try not to beat themselves. But they are gonna, you know, this will be. And, and again, the other Kansas State comparison too is it, it's a it's a limited possession game when you play these guys. Yep. You know that clock is gonna run. They're going to keep it on the ground. They're not going to go super fast. And so you're only going to get the ball so many times. But, uh, you know, I, and, and I think from talking to those kids, uh, you know, what I mentioned, it, it's about – it's not about Kansas or what they do. You're ready for it. I mean, I think defensively, Tim DeRuiter knows exactly what's coming at them. They just have to make sure his guy's in the right place. And they seem to be very motivated. But it's just about you playing better. And it's about you – stripping that ball away. It's about you holding serve at home. You know, I think they left uh, their home turf against the Baylor Bears feeling really, really poor about the way they played in the last home game. So, and you hadn't lost a home game up until that point. No. So this is, again, it's it's very simple and what you have to do uh, on Saturday night, but it's somewhat complicated too. It won't be necessarily easy by any means. Uh, I just hope that maybe Kansas has taken a a deep breath and kind of had a big old sigh of relief and that, okay, we're bowl eligible. All goals are accomplished. And uh, because you, you still need to be very much the hungrier of the two teams. Yeah, for sure. And you're on your way. You were on your way to a, a really nice home season and still could be, even though that one felt like you lost three games that night on, on your home floor against <laughs> yeah. uh, Baylor, but you still could be, if you bounce back and take care of some more business, a one loss home run here in Lubbock uh, wouldn't be all that bad. No doubt about it. Uh, can't wait to see what it's going to look like this Saturday. Got a little more time still to get ready for that with you. We will hear from Kansas head coach Lance Leipold as the week rolls on. And yeah, as we outline it there, sounds like another big challenge for that Texas Tech rush defense. So looking forward to getting down to the nitty gritty as they're back in action in West Texas coming up this weekend. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked on Texas Tech. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. Got new ones at least once a day each weekday at 7 a.m. on YouTube. And Chris, we'll see you the next time around. Uh, Appreciate the time as always, man. Yes, sir. Be good, my man. You got it. And and Keep hope alive. <laughs> I was about to say, are you hearing reports about my behavior? You've thrown in a <laughs> advice to be good. Has my wife been talking to you? Okay, <laughs> never mind. I swear, the Bill Bars fight was not that big of a deal. We're getting yeah, over it. All good, man. <laughs> yes, sir. And? Hope is still very much alive. Yes. Uh, we'll have plenty yes. more on the basketball front and certainly back uh, to that Texas Tech pursuit of bowl eligibility. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for making Locked on Texas Tech your first listen. Hope you will make Locked on Sports today your next listen. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's Locked on Sports today right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. All right, we'll see you on the other side right back here on Locked on Texas Tech.